President Bush should consider following the practice of a majority of his predecessors and not, and not name a nominee until after the November election is completed. The only rule I've ever followed relating to the Supreme Court nomination was the Constitution's obligation for senators to provide their advice and their consent to a president's judicial nominee. Ah, but not just a reverse, a double reverse, as I'm sure you've followed in the news. Joe Biden, who is against final year nominations, then was staunchly for it, is against it again. The argument Mitch McConnell was making in 2016 was we're file we're following the biden rule and joe biden really pushed back against that no 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 then then he had some complicated reason that his original that clip we played was from 1992 his original rule uh was not what he meant but now he's <laughs> now he's had to do the double reverse of going back to saying that his explanation was wrong and his original rule in 92 is what he meant. Folks, come on in for some fine mumbo. Stay for some truly excellent jumbo. I'm not I'm, Please. I'm not on purpose or trying to pretend that it's not true that Lindsey Graham said what he said. Right. Hey, write this down. Save this tape. If there's ever ever in the last year of Trump's term an opening, I don't think okay, whatever. Y'all change your mind whenever it's convenient. That I expect you to, your politicians. Bottom line it for me. If you got the president and the Senate, you're going to appoint somebody. And if you don't, you're not. Right. Can we move on with our lives? <laughs> Joe Biden doing the old double reverse, though, is so amusing. So the, the headline of the day is Mitt Romney has come out as a yes. So that's enough votes, and it's a done deal. There is no stopping Trump from putting... Really, whoever he wants on the Supreme Court. Well, and and Romney, correct me if I'm wrong, is on the Judiciary Committee, right? I don't know if he is or not. Uh, Because I know uh, Lindsey, what Lindsey Graham said was he has enough votes on the committee to get the nomination out to the floor and enough votes on the floor to get it passed. So I, I I would not say Trump could nominate anybody, but of the names put forth so far, I think they're all shoe ins I mean, if he put uh, Gary Busey in there, for instance... Well, that's a ridiculous example. Dennis Rodman. Alex Baldwin. Um, Put the worm on the court. Hard worker, you know? This seems to me like it's one of those situations where a president goes for somebody that's, uh, you know, more uh, in line with their views. You, you don't need to go with a moderate here. You've got the votes. Yeah, oddly enough, Trump has never been much of a conservative. No. But yeah, um, his views would be... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those binding principles are, um, well, actually, yeah, I could name a few, uh, but but not your big Supreme Court cases. No. I remember in 2016 when he was running in uh, various debates and questions about abortion, it seemed like he had never really thought about the topic in his life. Right, right. But the really interesting part of Lindsey Graham's speech that everybody's playing parts of, to me, um, was that um, he said, look, if we keep going down this road, and you end the filibuster and the rest of it, each party is going to have a pathway clear to appointing the hardest ass, hard ass that they can find. Instead of you guys having to compromise a little for us and not appointing a lunatic, and I have to, you know, compromise a little bit. If I want to, if talk radio, he said, is pressuring me to appoint a hard ass, I got to kind of let your influence be. You guys are ending this. You realize that, right? 
I think right now... And then you combine that with the Kavanaugh nightmare, and Lindsay has said, all right, forget it. We're going to take what we can get. Yeah, we're already there. I I don't see why you couldn't get through right now. You could choose someone that openly says, uh, if an abortion case ever comes up, I'm going to do whatever I can to overturn Roe versus Wade. That is my goal in life. That is my one goal in life. That person would still get through. I think right now with the votes. Yeah, probably unless a couple of uh, uh, moderates flaked. You're uh, uh, Cory Gardner in Colorado. I don't know. It's a hypothetical because nobody's dumb enough to be that open about it. But you could be right. I don't know. If we get just a little more hard-assed and cynical, yeah, absolutely. I'm calling for the execution of all Democrats. Eh, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) He's got an R next to his name or a D next to his name or whatever. Our guy nominated just so. In he goes or Um, she goes. um, So Rush Limbaugh is saying... Don't have the hearings, just have the vote. Put out the name and have the vote. Because there's nothing in the Constitution about these these hearings and all these questions and everything like that. Advise and consent? Whatever you want to make it. Right. Um, yeah, we, yeah got, we had a meeting last we, night we had over beers. We talked about it for a half an hour. We all agreed it was a good idea. Yeah, she seems today. like a great judge. Well, and honestly, you could make the case that if, if uh, again, Ms. Barrett, because she's the, the number one name being bandied about, if she was completely, thoroughly vetted uh, by the administration and by the Senate and appointed to her uh, circuit court position, well, then, unless something is changed, unless she robbed a liquor store or is found to have enslaved an Egyptian immigrant and used her as a housekeeper or something like that, unless something's changed, she's qualified for the Supreme Court. Sure. It's not like, you know, going from AAA baseball to the the major leagues. It's... It's just a different court. It's at a different level, but it's not like you have to do something better or more. To me, the drama has gone out of this story. It was very, very dramatic for like really not that long, 36 hours maybe. Mm -hmm. Then enough people have come forward and said, oh, yeah, I'll go for it. It's going to happen. So now I'm not sure it plays much of a role in the presidential election, really. Um the, the, it's all about the repercussions. All the pundits saying this is this is finally the event that's going to change the dynamics. How's it change the dynamics? Uh, if if it's, indeed her nomination goes through, she's voted on, and uh, three days before election day, I don't know, pick a city, New York is burnt to the ground, and people who haven't already voted by mail say, oh 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 my god, and and vote based on the repercussions. Okay, well that obviously that. Yeah, if New York gets burnt to the ground, that could change things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but the the Getting obvious. The Supreme Court thing is over. It's done. Yeah. And it, it, so it would seem, yeah. And you're just back to you like Trump or don't. Yep. That was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, with a debate 1 week from today and the election 6 weeks from today. This is an interesting point. You know Cam- Kamala Harris became a rock star. Because of her grilling of various people as a sitting senator, including Kavanaugh. She really gets in people's shorts. Oh, yeah. And that kind of launched her to the, the first tier. And everybody had whisperings of her running for president. And then she ran for president and was an utter failure. Yep. But now is one very old heartbeat away, possibly. Um, but she'll get to grill another nominee. She is still a sitting senator of California. She is going to be grilling Amy Coney Barrett or whoever it is. And we'll have uh, an interesting choice in how she wants to play that. If she wants to, like, really get in another woman's face about this and that. Energize people or whatnot. I don't know. We'll we'll find out here in a couple of weeks, I have a feeling. I've learned very little in my life. I'm a thick-headed chap, but 
One thing I've learned is women don't look at women the way men look at women. They do not. Uh, not just the obvious sexual thing among those of us who swing hetero, which is 93 to 4% of the population, um, allegedly. But anyway, um, but in terms of the things they won't forgive, uh, the things they can't take from another woman, and I'm, I don't know, I need to hear from the gals, whether via the text or email, if Kamala went savage on Amy Coney Barrett, um, Catholic married woman, mother of a number of children, including uh, some adoptees from Haiti, special needs child. If Kamala went full hard ass on Amy Coney Barrett, how would women react? Because I'm just guessing. So 415-295-KFTC, if you prefer to text, that's 415-295-KFTC, or email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I'm trying to imagine how that would play. My suspicion is angry, screaming, lefty women with their social degrees and the, you know, the angry, white, guilty, suburban, uh, college-educated women would just echo their side. You know, they just stick with their side. Well, there is a crowd that thinks it's a horror to have kids or certainly a bunch of kids. I saw a quote yesterday from Macron in France. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Said something. What kind of woman has that many kids? I mean, there's something wrong with somebody, basically, what he uh. said. So, you know, there is that view among the uh, the super left. Anybody's you, having a bunch you, of kids. There's something wrong with you. You sexed up and married your school teacher when you're like. 12 or whatever it was. <laughs> Don't you lecture me on sexual mores, you French pots. What was the uh, the, the, the term uh, Dr. Savage used the other day that we vowed to use more? Uh, it wasn't pots. It was... Uh, uh, mook. Mook! What a you mook. French mook. I, you know, I'll, I'll shut up about this after this statement. But, uh, I, but I still don't see... I don't think the dynamics have changed the presidential election. And I'm not sure... If I'm a Democrat... I think we're going to win. Let's not change the dynamics. Let's not muck things up. Let's just cruise this last six weeks. We're going to win. Currently, where the polls are, we're going to win. This is what I'm thinking if I'm a Democrat. Right. I want Trump to win. Um, but so I would. I, I suppose you got to push back a little in these hearings so you don't look like you really rolled over. But I wouldn't make a big stink out of it. You got They got the votes. They're going to get it. There's nothing we can do to stop it. Let's not change the dynamics of this race. Yeah. I think you're right. Democrats are thinking that. And I think Republicans are thinking, keep thinking that Hmm. as the. uh, There's one train that appears to be ahead, but the other train is really steaming. I think I would let this Supreme Court thing fight be like they used to be kind of some gentle questioning and then the vote and then, you know, then they're on and just not a lot of headlines. Well, if I'm the Trump the Trump campaign or the RNC, I'm spending a zillion dollars on ads as soon as Amy Coney Barrett is appointed or whoever it turns out to be, and say, "Look, it's six to three now. You can elect your guy if you want, but he's not going to appoint enough uh, justices to make a difference. We've got the Supreme Court for the next thirty years. Don't bother voting. <laughs> Take a suck of that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's something. That is something. Yeah. No. Uh, your opinion. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Please make sure that you have on proper clothing when you're walking in front or behind the child's computer. Because we done seen them in their drawers, the bra, and everything else. Remember, all children are on the computers and can hear your conversations. So please try to use proper language. No cussing, because if I say just no profanity, they may not know what profanity is. So no cussing, they know what that is. And number four, when you're helping your children at the computer, please uh, do not appear with big joints in your hands and cigarettes. Parents, please understand that your child is in class. And the parents should not stay in the picture and make silly face behind the child. So, yikes. The challenges of distance learning. <laughs> where, where was that? That was in uh, a school board meeting in Florida, and that was a teacher talking. Yeah. Don't walk behind your kid naked is a good with one. With a big old joint. <laughs> Put the joint down before troubleshooting with your child. Uh, walking through in wow. your underwear. Wow. Hey. Oh, man. That wasn't the problem at my kids' distance learning, but there was there was the problem of everybody holding a stuffed animal up to the camera. It's among other things. <laughs> that's that's a that's a funny problem. Uh, the headline today, the headline is they got the votes. Trump's going to get his justice on the court. It's a done deal. Mitt Romney said he's a yes. There are now enough yeses. It's just it's going to happen. There's no stopping it constitutionally. So the end of that story, really. Now, how savage they get on Ms. Barrett. Or whoever it is, wait to see. I think that would be a real mistake. There's no point. You're not stopping it. The, so their point of pressure, I think, is their. I keep hearing whispers of the the bar impeachment and and trying to gum up his office, which would in some way impact this hearing. Wow, in some something. way. So they, so I don't yeah. think they're going to attack her. I think they're going to try to find another way to jam up these these hearings. That would be wild. I, I'd like to learn more about that because I'm not sure how that would work, but I heard the insufferable Maisie Haroni of Hawaii on uh, the unlistenable CNN this morning, and they were asking her about the whole Supreme Court thing, and she would uh, pivot from every question to the same screed about, well, what's going to happen is they're going to take away your health care. You will lose your health care. Pre-existing conditions will not be covered. You will lose your health care. Then she threw in like 20% of Roe v. Wade will be overturned and uh, women's health will be ended. Women's right to choose, whatever ridiculous euphemism they're using for abortion these days. But but it was 80% you will lose your health care. Yeah, as I mentioned yesterday, that was the talking point on Sunday. So they clearly made a decision that's a good strategy. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah, I'm not sure what good it does them at this point, but they're trying to get people to the polls. I think they recognize they've lost the Supreme Court question. Yeah. It's just about getting votes. Which is a smart strategy. So uh, interesting and uh, and not surprising, colds, the, the, the common cold, the rhinovirus, the sneezing, the aching, the feeling bad, has nearly vanished under the lockdowns yep. and the masks and the social distancing and the rest of it. I have not had a cold in seven months. Now... The cold is staging a comeback, which we'll get to in a bit. But also interesting is in the southern hemisphere, which, because of liberal policies, has winter while we're having summer. <laughs> uh, in the southern hemisphere, the winter flu season, well, this this says it came and went without a trace. That's not true, but it, it was one of the mildest flu seasons they've had in decades, which is quite remarkable. 
Yeah, uh, okay. I've, I've had other friends say, you know, I might continue this whole mask lifestyle <laughs> if it means I don't ever get sick. I think it, there's probably some sort of critical mass where you have to have X percentage of people doing it. Otherwise, there's so much crap in right. there anyway, you'll get it through your mask. I don't know. Um, in some places, that's starting to change, though. Data from Australia and across Europe indicate a surge of at least one other ailment. Uh, the common cold is coming back. Uh, not surprising. Rhinoviruses are ubiquitous bugs that normally spread this time of year as schools and daycare centers reopen, which in many places they have. That's a good point. The engine of the common cold is the little kid. Oh, yeah. To a huge extent. Plague taxis. That's what little <laughs> kids are. Is that what they're going to hit Amy Coney Barrett with? Because she has, you have seven plague taxis? How many is enough? This is exactly what we'd expect during the back-to-school season, said uh, Catherine Moore, virologist at the Public Health of Wales office. Not Wales, the spouting sea mammal, but indeed the province of the UK. I'd like to work at a whale office. (laughs) But they point out, sir, there's a sperm whale. He's been waiting for an hour. He's getting angry. We'd hate for him to wreck our ship. Um, Send more krill. They also mentioned that the resurgence in cold is bad because colds, mimic COVID-19 in the early days. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We've got the votes to confirm uh, Justice Ginsburg replacement before the election. We're going to move forward in the committee. We're going to report the nomination out of the committee to the floor of the United States Senate so we can vote before the election. Vote is going to happen before the election, according to Lindsey Graham. And Mitt Romney came out today and said he's a yes, so there are the votes. Uh, all the drama's out of it, as far as I can tell. Well, that was exciting. Yeah. Briefly. Seemed like a really big deal there for a while. It is a big deal. The, the court oh, is going an to... enormous sh- deal. Yeah. Court yeah. is going to shift to the right for a long time, but there's no stopping it. There's no drama in the story. It is very, very important, but there's no drama in the story. We know how it ends already. Yeah, unless, you know, the chosen one turns out to be a puppy punter or something like that. And Lord knows you Kamala Harris know will try to claim she is. You don't really well, no, know they'll make stuff up. Well, you know, that that the only possible unknown is how vicious... They decide to get. Yeah. But that would be a mistake. I think that'd be a huge mistake. I think Nancy Pelosi's indicating she's moving away from that. Mm-hmm. Isn't she? With all this health care talk so, and everything? So it would seem. Yeah. Um, so the new Apple operating system is out, and this is their biggest move toward privacy ever. This makes me want to down. I, I always wait until like my phone makes me download the new operating system, but I'm going to jump on this one right away. A bunch of cool stuff in iOS 14. No one apps are using your camera and mic to spy on you. Oh, boy. Wait a minute. Apps have to explicitly ask for your permission to use the camera and the microphone, as we all know. But, um, or I think we all know. We've run into that before. But sometimes it's an app, like, sometimes I need to use the camera, so I'm going to say yes. But I know that when I say yes, then it's using it all the time or the microphone or whatever. Well, in my experience is that you're using something in real time in your life because you need it right then. Whether I'm, you know, on some newspaper website website or whatever, 
And they have this confusingly worded, uh, you know, do you consent to blah, blah, blah. And if you press the no, I don't, you have to go through a process. Yeah, it's a pain. And that's how they beat you into submission. Well, now you're going to see an indicator dot in the top right of the screen whenever those functions are being used. Green means some app is using your camera. Orange means some app is using your microphone. Wow. That could be pretty revealing. If all of a sudden I find out, uh, my microphone seems to be on every time I look at my phone. Yeah. Testing, one, two, three. Check, check. <laughs> Won't that be something? Yeah. Wow. Um, limiting access to photos and location. iOS includes a couple of new ways you can give apps certain permissions, but only up to a point. I like this because the idea is that there are some apps that you trust more than others. Yes. In terms of looking at your photos and tracking where you are. Um. So you can tap on the app and configure how often and which ones use this and that and all that sort of stuff. I love that. Discouraging Wi-Fi tracking, making it harder for you to, for them to track you as you go from, you know, area to area to area to area. That's how they currently track phones. Mm. Whenever a device connects to the web, it gets what's called a Mac, a media access control. The new operating system from Apple gives a different Mac address every time it connects, making it very difficult to trace where you're going because your Wi-Fi Connect thing has been on. Hmm. We're edging toward the limits of my comprehension here. I still get that. Yeah. But that's I'm a, mystified by some of the technology. That's about as, as, as techy or nerdy as, as this one gets in terms of the uh, understandability of how they're helping you. Know, a lot of them, more of them are just about uh, app transparency and website transparency. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. these things are doing this thing. You should know. We've put a couple levers that you can kind of control a little bit of it, but a lot of this is just educating people of what's actually been been happening. And yeah. then you can also get a privacy report now uh, at the end of, like it'll say, in the last 30 days, trackers prevented you from, from profiling you. Websites that contacted trackers, 75%, blah, blah, blah. You'll get all this information yeah, on like how many your apps are doing what. And some of these are announced, but they are not yet implemented at the, the rate that they want to be just because the apps need time to change their business models in a lot of ways and, and I, play yeah. catch up a little I know bit. a yeah. lot of you don't care about this. I I do I do care about it. I I I do think there is a there will be a crisis in America and the government will go for all this information and the government will have all your information. Conspiracy theory. Things have he gotten, offered without evidence. Things have gotten so crazy so fast in the last like couple of months let alone the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to imagine uh, some faction or government g- getting enough power that they're interested in who you meet with. And then, oh, you met with a person who believes blank. Well, then you're on this list. That's right. not hard to imagine at all. Well, I would I would say it's almost impossible to imagine the opposite. There will be an Edward Snowden in 10 years who discloses that, you know, the sort of things you're describing are happening. It's practically guaranteed. I mean, especially, especially and and. Oh, man, I'm clinging to hope. I hope this doesn't happen. But if the radical, racist, anti-racist, social justice warrior types take hold and anybody who opposes their plan is a fascist and a racist, that'll be a good enough uh, rationale to get going some hardcore surveillance in some deep hidden corner of the intelligence services. So that's the tinfoil hat stuff that I. uh, Oh, thanks for that. Since it doesn't. 
I'm talking about myself. Since it doesn't, what's the harm in trying to hide my information? Is there a harm to it? There's a potential harm in having it out there. Sure. Why not stop it? I don't I don't get those of you who don't care. Well, I Senator, really we just want to be able to customize ads to better help our customers yeah, and our users. Well, that's the other end of it. I don't want any more uh, calls. What do you call it? I don't want more robocalls. I don't want more robo-ads. I don't want more any of that crap. Yeah. So if this slows that down at all, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about it. Yeah, beautiful example of that. It's the classic Amazon story. Uh, my daughter and her roommates, uh, the, the drain, the shower is getting clogged up, and so they got a little uh, plastic uh, hair catcher because it's an old-timey house with a just wide-open drain. And so having bought one of those on Amazon, now we get five ads a day to buy more of them. You that's just what you're into. need the one. Maybe in your whole life. The first one hasn't worn out yet. It's been two days. <laughs> what are you doing? So many, how many lawnmowers do I need? That seems like... I would have thought advertisers would have caught on to that by now. They would have figured that out. Sure. There's oh, he bought be... a lawnmower. The average person uses their lawnmower for 12 years. He's not going to be in the uh, market for a lawnmower for at least a decade. Yeah. Let's not waste our time on lawnmowers. Let's go with lawn care products. In fact, wow, you ought to be in charge of uh, Amazon. Uh, you might say that we are the last family in America yeah. Yeah. to buy another hair catcher for a drain. Yeah. You'd be the worst person to advertise that product to right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You got a guy walking out of Baskin Robbins, and you're badgering him. You want to buy some ice cream? Are you hungry for some ice cream? What idiot would do that? <laughs> Jeff Bezos would. <laughs> Well-known idiot. <laughs> the world's richest man. Um, uh, we asked the, the USA Today asked this question: How was your summer? I thought it was laughable that the question was even asked. The average, 38%. I thought that was hilarious, but Sean said his was average. And we got, uh, mine was, I would call, of the choices, bad. I would call it bad. I wouldn't say worst ever, although it literally might have been the worst ever. I just hate to say that because it's not like I, you know, lost a limb or someone died or something like that. But most summers have been pretty pleasant, and this one was less pleasant than those. So I think technically it was the worst ever. Um, Tim, the lawyer, Tim Sandiford, uh, Sandifer texted me that he, well, I'll just read it. This summer was virtually identical to the summer of 2019 for me. Signed childless workaholic. <laughs> so there you go, Sean, your brethren. Yeah. Those of you, it was the best ever. I'm not sure. Somebody just getting screaming deals on all the cruises. They, they, they just have a private yacht. They're the only person on the, on Actually, the cruise Actually, if, if I was uh, back living your lifestyle when I was single and ch- uh, childless, I traveled a lot. I'd be going everywhere. Because, I mean, you can fly places for nothing. Hotels are nothing. Yeah. I'd be going yeah. somewhere every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Probably should. I probably should. Instead, I just schlep in here. Do the stupid show, schlep home, get ready for the next stupid show. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. Schlep it's, back. Is this cry for help? A lot similar, of similar to last hour's cry for help. But how about the weekend <laughs> when you're not schlepping in? Uh, Why don't you jet uh, off to some uh, fantastic lo- uh, locale? Uh, lack of imagination. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Well, part of it has been my, uh, my, uh, my body failing me this summer. Hmm. They gave him a big fat shot in the ass and. Sure, where go. do you get one of those? I need it. 
That sounded like the president of the, the United States using the A word. Nah, it couldn't have been. It was a guy who sounds like him. There's a lot of impressionists these days. Yeah, uh, right. One of my favorite stories from the Babylon Bee coming up in a moment or two. Also, a notorious uh, anti-Dr. Fauci troll on the internet turns out to be on his staff. Really? Yes. Wow, that's It's mostly just amusing to me. But what, Okay, I want to hear more of that. Yeah, it was one of those online pseudonym things. He was super well-known under his online pseudonym. I mean, really, really, really well-known as a big-time, um, well, Fauci critic, CDC critic. And and while we're on that and mentioning the CDC, something showed up on their website briefly in the last couple of days and then went away. Does that mean anything in the Wall Street Journal out with a story about um, um, the COVID and how it spread? That's If it's true, it's shocking. CDC, is that the one run by the uh, chin beard guy? I uh, think so, yeah. Nah, Get a to... mustache. There should be no agency of any significance run by a guy from Whoville. All <laughs> That's right? what Abraham Lincoln had. Yeah, well, that was a different time, <laughs> the late Jack. late, great Abraham Lincoln. Different time. All that stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Tiger Queen Carol Baskin in the rehearsal room, preparing for tonight to take on the wild beast of Dancing with the Stars. Last week, her score of 11, showing she may be a master of the cats, but not so much the Paso Doble. Hey, you didn't quite kill the Paso Doble. I'm so excited to have this opportunity to redeem myself on the dance floor. Still, that dance grabbing the attention of Lady Gaga. That was just so far out of anything I would have ever thought. Oh, my God. Um, oh, what's this, this is killing me. This is actually, yeah, I, I, know. I feel my life force waning. I know. It's a funny how stuff like that oh. drains me of energy. Yeah. Isn't like uh, like um, uh, like Kryptonite does a Superman. I kind of got go limp in the face of it. Yeah. Ah, oh, losing my strength. Yeah. Carol Baskin on Dancing with the Stars. Does she dance too? I have the tiger every week. Are there other tiger songs that she can use to just keep her brand I strong? A, I got a tiger by the tail. Um, That's a little old-timey. and Yeah, and a little two-steppy. Um, another tiger song. So, uh, headline of the day. Well, Bungle in the Jungle by Jethro Tell mentions a tiger. As good as I can get. <laughs> headline of the day. Mitt, like a- Mitt Romney is a yes vote. It ends the drama. There are enough votes. Trump will get his nominee on the Supreme Court. There's no stopping it. So, end of story. I'm not sure if there's any... I'm not sure this matters anymore. Saturday, we find out who it's going to be, and then barring the truly unforeseeable, that person will be on the Supreme Court. I'm not sure it matters anymore in terms of the presidential election. Absolutely matters in terms of uh, president. Uh, you know, uh, Supreme Court decisions for the next many, many years. But in terms of the presidential election, I'm not sure this is going to have an effect. Why would it? Why would it motivate any more anybody any more than it did before? I've heard all sorts of theories, but I don't know which one is true, honestly. Huh. And and given the wild inaccuracy and, and agenda of the media, I'm I'm suspect of even the information I've taken in. 
I'm not sure how much of it to take seriously. So if you've gone, it's all in, speculation. So, so if you've gone into a uh, a hospital at all, a school, a lot of almost all government agencies, many workplaces, you've had your temperature taken. Experts and medical groups out today saying taking your temperature isn't a good gauge of whether or not you've been infected. Oh boy. Uh, we had wondered about this for quite some time. If half or more of people are asymptomatic, and then even though the, of those who get the symptoms, not everybody gets a temperature, why are we taking everybody's temperature? They walk in, and then, okay, you're fine. Well, it's, I guess it's a way to stop somebody who's just really completely got the vid from coming in. But you could be asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic or... In some cases, parents are taking their children's temperature so often that doctors say they're seeing more cases of periodic fever from a variety of things than they normally do. That's really nothing to worry about. Um, Wow, parents are compulsively taking their kids' temperatures? I didn't know that. We're not, but I guess some people are. But there you go. I'd wondered about that. You have to be, it's the honor system. You just got to hope that people, if they feel bad, or you answer the questions honestly of the, have you been to Channa and eaten any warm bats lately? Yeah. None of your business. <laughs> None ya. Yeah. Have you? And so I answer those questions. Have you traveled out of the country in the last 14 days? Have you? <laughs> I'll eat room temperature bats when I want to and tell no one. I thought this was America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you what. But the, the the only thing that bothers me is I'm fine with that. That that's the fact. Just I I I I hate the fake security at the airport. If it's not actually doing anything, let's not do it. Mm. It's inspiring the confidence of the traveling public, Jack. Not everybody's is as as insightful and, and and focused as you are. Most people are sheep making their way through the pastures of life. You know, this is just, all to entertain the sheep. We just got a couple of new sheep, like big, full-size sheep. They're enormous. Funny coincidence. Um, and they I are, have none. They are sheep-like. You yes. observe them. They are They are very sheep-like. Yeah. Do they only follow other sheep, or will they follow just whatever? So I don't know who's the leader, but somebody decides to go this direction, and they, they all go that direction. Oh, it's over here. Have you found uh, cows to be easily cowed? Yes. Has anybody gotten your goat? <laughs> that Actually, has happened. So that's the point of breeding them is so people can get your goat. That thing over there, that thing over there, stubborn as a mule. Mm. Yep. Yes. There you go. A lot of truth there in the barnyard, Jack. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I'm not interested in discussing various sympathies with the players in this story. I just think it's funny. The managing editor of redstate.com which I have uh, clicked on many times through the years. It is a red meaty uh, conservative uh, website, no doubt, <clears throat> way down that road. Um, it turns out the managing editor of that website is a guy who is known online as Strife, S-T-R-E-I-F-F. But he is, uh, this guy Strife on Red State, has been trashing U.S. officials tasked with uh, combating the COVID, dubbed White House Coronavirus Task Force member Dr. Anthony Fauci a mask Nazi, and suggested that... A mask Nazi. Where's the quote? 
Um, of of the officials, uh, well, I'll just read it to you. I think we're at the point where it's safe to say the entire Wuhan virus scare was nothing more or less than a massive fraud perpetrated by the American people by experts who are fundamentally uh, determined to fundamentally change the way the country lives and is organized and governed. If there were justice, we'd send a few dozen of these fascists to the gallows and gibbet their tarred bodies in chains until they fall apart. I don't even know what that word means, and I know a lot of words. <laughs> Turns out, this guy is not just any uh, internet blogger. He is William B. Cruz, by day a public affairs specialist for the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. He's an NAID staffer who works on the um, well, the communication crew. He's one of Dr. Fauci's public relations people. So does does he believe the stuff he's tweeting, or is he just, like, unhappy in his job and poking the boss to be, you know, is he just a disgruntled employee? It doesn't make that clear. Actually, if you... Uh, he's not talking to anybody, and his agency is not talking to anybody. It's a personnel matter, Jack, and is therefore uh, confident. I'll bet he's just a disgruntled employee. If he had serious disagreements, you got to go public with him. Um, well, I don't know. I think he probably figures well, he's well known on air or on online. Rather, he has an audience. Mm. He has gone public, but he's hanging on to his day job because he probably likes the checks. Sure. Plus, you know, he probably thinks of himself as a bit of a, a mole, an insider, that sort of thing. Um, again, I just think it's kind of funny that Dr. Fauci's PR staffer is uh, calling him a Nazi online. It is. Yeah. Hmm. We're loyal uh, company men around here, team players as well. It looks like the vote is going to happen before the election, which is six weeks from today, and we'll get our new Supreme Court justice. Craziness. Armstrong and Getty.